right. It's good to be here this morning. I, uh, I'd like to go ahead and turn your attention. Um, actually, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start off. I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a uh, an introduction. I know that many of us have heard uh, the great commandment and we find it in Matthew chapter 22, 36 through 39, Mark 12, 28 and 31. And throughout the Bible, that there is only one God and that we're supposed to love him with everything that's in us. And then in turn, love our neighbor as ourself. Amen? A familiar scripture that we've heard many times. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about something that sometimes can get in the way of our ability to do that. Um, and it's a very common thing. Sometimes life can get complicated and overwhelming, and we can find ourselves on empty. Uh, we may actually have just turned on our autopilot, and we've been coasting along, and actually not been refueling in a while. So we have this great commandment, you know, we're supposed to love God with everything that's in us and then love our neighbors as ourselves. But sometimes we just, after a while, and we've been pouring out of ourselves or, uh, or we just are giving and giving, but sometimes we give out of the wrong place or, or whatever the case may be, and we're just coasting along on autopilot. And we might find ourselves kind of drained, kind of empty. It's so important that we stop and remember what God thinks about us. Amen? And what he wants for us. It's, it's so important that we remember these things because that changes the ball game. Because being encouraged in the Lord is vital to being the kind of church that the world needs. Amen? Being encouraged. I think we need to be filled up to have something to pour out. Amen? If we're not filled up, it's very difficult to pour something out that we don't have. It makes a difference. If I'm not encouraged or if I don't have a hold of what it is that I believe, then it's very hard for me to share something that I don't have, right? So that's, I kind of want to talk a little bit today about some of these encouraging words that the Lord has for us, some, maybe some promises, some things that the Lord thinks about you and I. Some things that we need to have in our tank so that we might be able to pour it out to others. In order to be able to successfully carry out the great commandment, I think we need to get a hold of this relationship part with God. And, and actually believe it and receive it, what he has for us. Amen? Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. Very popular scripture, but I want us to read it. Or I'm going to read it and you guys can listen and maybe go back and read it again later. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a big deal. That's a powerful scripture. 
Paul was convinced, he was sure that nothing could separate us from the love of God. So, what I want you to know is that Jesus Christ really loves you. That's a big deal. I know that sometimes we're struggling and we're trying to feel our way through this life and we're, we're battling with all kinds of feelings and we're condemning ourselves and we're having all kinds of issues, but sometimes we forget how much God loves us. That's, that's huge. That can make such a difference. We, can, we can't go out there and, and be the church if we don't even know how much and accept and believe that God really loves you in all of the failures and all of the problems and all of the issues. Death and life and, and people and power, the past, the present, the, the future, any distance cannot keep you from God's love. That's huge. If I step back from my life situation and I examine all of the things that I might have going on in my life and the things that I feel might separate me, separate me from where I want to be with the Lord or, or might separate me from where I think I should be or the, the sins in my life and all of the issues and that I, I try to uh, do my own self and I forget that, man, God really loves me. That's big. We need to remember that. Our perception of God's love absolutely matters because a lot of times we're going through there and we're believing lies about what God thinks of us sometimes we'll go through this life and we're thinking that God's just sitting there watching us and he's like gotcha <laughs> I was waiting for you to mess up no if we and that changes things because we're walking around in, in fear and in condemnation and running from lightning bolts thinking that, oh, that lightning outside is God trying to kill me because I'm, I did something bad. And if you understood, if we understood how much God loves us, that changes things. And we got to get filled up with this so that we could actually pour it out. Amen? I think that's something we need to get a hold of. I need to constantly remind myself. I need to fill myself up with the promises and the love of God. Amen? That mean, that, and that comes through relationship with him. That comes with spending time in his presence and, and knowing his word. How we, uh, or let me ask you this, how would we feel if we weren't sure of his love for us? Um, I'll answer that because it was a rhetorical question. We probably feel fearful, insecure, condemned, you name it. We, we have all these issues if we, if we don't really uh, believe or we're not sure of God's love. And that could in turn, like I said, affect the way that we share him. We could say, hey... God really loves you, I think. I'm not sure because I don't know. Are you, do you meet that correct? I don't know. See, if we don't know it, then we can't really share it, right? God probably loves you, I bet. Good luck. You know, it's kind of hard to tell, us, tell a story that you don't know. And we need to know it. We need to believe it. We need to know how much, because what is the point? What is the ammunition? What is the drive to share it? If we don't know that God loves me and loves others, then what am I doing out there? What am I, how can I share it? I got nothing to share because I don't understand. I don't, if, if that's the case and I'm walking around in the world, then I, maybe I really don't understand how much, how big this thing really is. Life and death and love, man, that's powerful. God loves us. That's something I want us to put in our tank, to realize, to understand. And I hope you receive from the Lord, allowing him to love you, bless you. In fact, Christ loves us so much. I want to read Romans chapter 5, 8, and 9 put it in perspective 
But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. He gave his life and paid the price for our sins. Jesus Christ loved us so much that he, he died for you. I know we've heard that a million times. Sometimes I need to step back and think about what that means, that he died for us. He saw you, he saw me, in all of the depth and all of the, the height or the, the principalities and the powers that separated you from him. And then he died on your behalf. He paid that price. He saw us in all of the wretchedness in our life. And he took upon him your sin. And he died in your place that you may have eternal life with him. And that's how much he loves you. Understanding that, believing that makes a difference. Because it's one thing, and I know I've mentioned this before, it's one thing to believe somebody else's story. But when it becomes personal and you realize that he didn't just do that for my neighbor. He didn't just do that for the, you know, those people who are really excited. He died and he actually paid the price specifically for the things that you're going through right now, for, for your sin, the things that separated us from him. Amen? He died so that you could know him. Amen? He died so that you could be with him forever in eternity. Amen? That's a powerful thing. He saved you from sin. He's in the process of saving us through our uh, growth in our uh, holiness in our relationship with him, our sanctification, and then one day he will save us from this world. What a powerful thing. It's that process, that walk in relationship with God. That's how much he loves us. Amen? I know I'm talking to a crowd who may know that, but I want to remind you and to be encouraged. Man, he loves you. He cares about you. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, be careful for nothing or don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Don't be afraid. Some encouragement that we need to realize and, and, and have and gain access to and, and know and be aware of is that we, we, we don't need to be afraid. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. It doesn't matter the situation that we're going through. God has given us access to something that the world is really looking for, whether it's through, you know, medicine or uh, just distraction, whatever the case may be. The world is dying to get a hold of the peace that passes all understanding. If we really had access, you, if we understood, how many of you have ever had access to that peace that passes all understanding? How many of you need that peace that passes all understanding? All the times... Because we go through some things that is, are really difficult. And, and you know what's amazing is God kind of showed me that one time. That I, I'm over here trying to, I'm obsessing and trying to think about things and trying to figure out how to solve my problems and trying to get through this. What's it going to look like? How am I going to get beyond that? How am I going to figure this out? But it hit me. God saying it's the peace that passes your understanding. You're not going to figure this out. 
But if you let the Spirit of God wash over you and you allow Him to speak through you and you pray in the Holy Ghost and His peace will come over you and it passes understanding. You don't understand it. I can't even make sense of it. And that's all right because it's the peace of God. It's something that edifies you and your relationship with Him. I need that peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' name, I need that peace. And, and I think we all do. Part of the requirement in being the Christian that the world needs to see is allowing Christ in us to have his way. Not just to help other people, but also to help us. Because, you know, that's one thing. We're doing his, his work, his will. But here's the thing. He equipped us. He gave us access to some things that we really need to get a hold of in order to fulfill that. Right? Because so a lot of times we'll go out, we'll leave the important things out, and we'll just try to pour ourselves out. And what happens when we pour out of ourselves when we have nothing to give? We get sick. I mean, we, we're, we, we hurt ourselves. When we're pouring out something that we don't have, then, you know, we, we begin to eat away at our, our, our lives, our own physical. We, get, we have problems. We're not doing it right. So we, we need to get a hold of the, the goodness that God's given us, the encouragement that he's given us. Amen? We can't comprehend it. We can't understand it. His peace is powerful. When we're going through life, I want to read Philippians 4, 11 through 13. It says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state that I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed to both be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, that's powerful. When Paul was talking about that, he's saying that I have learned to be content. It's Christ that can keep you content to be able to do all things. It's not that I can just do all things because I have some supernatural powers. Just because we get into church and we have an encounter with God is not enough. We need to get a hold of the promises and his presence in relationship with him. And that whatever state that we're in, we can learn to be content. And I know that's kind of a hard thing to say because we all go through some things and we're not really content. We might be looking to the future. We might be stuck in the past, whatever the case may be. But through the power of the Holy Ghost and his encouragement and allowing him through relationship, he can keep us content to know that, you know what? Things might not be so good right now. I might be having a hard time, but I'm going to be all right because God loves me. Amen. I can make it through this because God's given me the ability to do it. Amen. He's given us the ability to do it. If nothing else, we can be content because we can go somewhere and we can call on the Lord. And we can spend time and allow him to sweep over us because in those moments we might need that peace that passes all understanding. We might need the, the strength to carry on. And that's what's amazing. It's his spirit that allows us to be content when we're going through hard times. Because if it hasn't happened, it's going to happen. We're going to have hardships. We're going to have issues. But it's the spirit of God that keeps us going. It's the spirit of God that can bring us through that. Amen. He can keep us content. Whatever the situation, we need that contentment. We need his spirit. Amen. Isaiah 28 and 12 says, To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. We need that refreshing. This is the rest wherewith he may cause the weary to rest. Amen. 
We need that rest. We need that peace. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. He can give us hope. He can give us something to look forward to. And that changes our perspective. He's the God of hope. And you know what it says? It says through the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, oftentimes we go through hardships and, and we can get depressed because our situations look bleak. And, you know, in and of ourselves, we, we can have some depressing times. We can, uh, you know, go through it. We live in these physical bodies. We have issues going on. But it, there's something that we have access to through the power and the presence of God that can project some hope for us. Because you know what? Like I said before, we might be not so happy in the moment, but we can look forward to the fact that God's going to, he's done it before. He, he's, he's brought you through things before, amen? Has anybody ever been through some things that God brought you through? He did it before. His, he doesn't change. He loves you so much that he can provide a way. He can make a way. I've said this before, but storms are scary because all around you, you see the dark clouds and the, the thunder and the lightning. But just beyond that, the nature of the storm is to pour itself out and to move on. The sky is always blue. We just see the clouds. Okay? God loves you. These things will pass. We have hope in that, knowing that if not even for this present world, the things to come, he's going to be there. You're going to live with him forever. He's the God of hope. Amen? We need that. We need to believe that and understand that. Psalm 1611 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. You have access to joy in his presence, his, his spirit. That's, that's a, a powerful thing. We can be going through issues in our life, but we can still have the joy of the Lord and that be our strength. You know, knowing that, I, I tell you what, if anybody's ever spent some time in the presence of the Lord, it just changes things. If we go and we cry out to God and we pray in the Holy Ghost, we might have just been in a very dark place. But God can give us, through His Spirit, the strength to keep going forward. Amen? It changes things. Having that joy of the Lord, that is a strength. Amen? And people around you, at work or family or whatever... They'll notice that. There's something different. You have, you know, things might be going wrong, but there's, you still got this joy about you. There's, you still look like you're, you're okay. You're content. I don't know what it is, but there's, there's something about you. You're just showing some love. I don't know. There's something different about you, and that's through his spirit. Jesus said in uh, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. You and I have access to that way. He can show you the way because he is the way. I'm talking about in, in life we might be going through some hardships, but it's encouraging to know that he's already given us his word. He is the word, okay? He has shown us the right way, how to navigate through this life. We have access to that. You know, sometimes I might be having a hard time, but it's funny how God can show you something in his word that will answer that question that you might have. You might be having this moral dilemma, but God's word will show you the way, you know, and, that, and that's through relationship with him. We need to read. We need to spend time in his presence. He's the truth. That's a big, that's a big thing that this world today, you and I are struggling with. And we don't, and I, I don't even realize how much that's really impacting us in our, our spirit and in our mind, our worldview. Our worldview 
of the truth of God is under attack because if we're not aware of it, it is coming at us from every angle in our entertainment, in, on, on billboards, everywhere we go. The truth of God is under attack. And the world is struggling right now. We wanna, we're, we're wondering why our kids are doing all these bad things and shooting people up and they're blaming this and they're blaming that, but they are being totally deprived of truth. There's no truth taught to these kids, to, our, to people in this world. We have access to something that has sure and has been tried for thousands of years. It is truth. The way of God, the, his word, is forever settled. And it's not just a bunch of rules, but it is a way that keeps us safe. It is a way that gives us joy. There, I mean, we try to do all these things and, and, and humanity, we keep coming up with these great ideas to do things to get over that might make you happy. But it's not. It's not going to ever make us happy. Not the kind of joy and the peace that God brings because he has already given us a way. He's already said that there is truth. Our worldview matters. Everybody has a worldview. And, and if we're not paying attention, we could be believing something that the world is showing us, whether through media or whatever avenue, and we might be believing it. I'm just saying, I saw something the other day, and I almost started to feel uncomfortable. But it, it, they were talking about truth, about, you know, what was it? Like, I don't remember what it was, like man, uh, a man and a woman or something. But I almost felt like, uh oh, they're, they're, talking about, they're talking about the old ways. They're saying man and woman and not just person. And I started to realize, that's how ingrained that it's just being pumped into our lives, into our minds, that there's a certain way that we need to be accepting of this. But there is a right way. There is a right way that God has set for us. It will always be that way. We can fight it. We can try to make it our own thing. We can try to own it. But with the world's way, we will always struggle. We will always be left deprived. We will always be wondering what's wrong because God has given us a truth. Not just because of rules, but because of relationship, but because of creation, but because of purpose. He made us a specific way. We can fight that all day long. We can fight that all day long, and it doesn't really matter. Because in the end, the truth will stand. And you know what? I might not ever be able to prove you wrong. I, and, and that's fine. Because in the end, it doesn't matter. We will stand before God by ourselves. If I'm going to believe in something, if I'm going to be anchored into something, I want to be anchored into something that has always been and will always be. Amen? And we need to understand that when the world tries to attack us and, and tries to claim some things that, that we are the enemy or that we are hateful, that is not true. Because, you know, it's funny, that's already happened before. I read something that in history, and I'm getting off topic, but it's important, I want us to, to know that, that Nero and all them, they accused the Christians of being hateful. They were hating because they were simply pointing out the truth of Jesus Christ, and they were being killed because they were being called haters. And that kind of thing, that spirit is still alive today. It's accusing the truth. People who say, you know what, I stand for something. Not because I hate you, but because I believe that there's a right way and I'm going to do it. And, and they're accusing that of being hateful and you're hating people. When in reality, it's not. It's just saying that I stand for something. I don't fall for everything. Amen? We need to stand on truth and we need to know what it is. Because in that, there's encouragement. There is strength. That When the world's trying to wrestle with these things that don't matter, you know that, hey, listen... I, I love God, and I, I love people, and I want to be there for you. God's already given me a truth, and I'm not going to be afraid, and I'm going to make it through it. Amen? Amen.
and he's the life. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. We need access to that. There's no better life to live than walking in his presence. There's no better life to live having that peace and joy leading us. Amen? This kind of encouragement that I need to hear will also be the, the kind of motivator to be encouragement to others. Amen? Hebrews 6 and 19 says, Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into the, that within the veil. The hope we have in Jesus Christ is the anchor to our soul. Amen. We can have hope that Christ will keep our ship from crashing ashore because we're anchored in him. We can have hope that, you know what, like I said before, we might be struggling with things, but God's going to keep me. I'm anchored in that truth. Even though we might be close to that crashing shore, this truth has anchored me. This truth is going to keep me. That is an anchor to my soul. That means when I'm going through some stuff, I have hope because he said I have something to look forward to. Amen? He knows how we operate. He knows what we're made of. And he's given us hope that there are better things to come. That there is something to look for. We shouldn't be, I don't believe we should be trudging around depressed and upset and, and sad because he's given us hope. And, and we have access to this encouragement that I need every single day that I can't neglect. And if I neglect, it's my fault. I need to spend time in the presence of God. I need to get this for myself and I need to spend time in relationship with him, hearing his word and praying. Because that encouragement I need to be an encourager to others. It's, it's got purpose. And built inside of this comes the purpose as a Christian. Built inside of this uh, is direction. Built inside of spending time and being encouraged in the Lord uh, comes everything we need. Amen. We can say that I may not feel good right now, but I know God loves me. I know he's, he's going to keep me. I know he's got peace for me. He's got rest for me. He's got joy for me. I know that maybe I'm not doing so great right now, but I have hope because I'm looking forward to what he's already said that I can have. I have had some encounters. Has anybody had an encounter with the Lord that just changed things? We need to remember that. We need to remember that he's got more for us. He didn't just create you to leave you there and die. He's not the God that is just waiting to destroy you. He actually loves you. He cares about you. He knows that we're going to go through some hard things. You know why he knows that? Because he lived on this earth. In fact, he went through some hard things. He was betrayed by everybody. He was killed in your place. He knows what you're going through, and he loves you. He don't want to see you suffer. He doesn't want to see you struggle. He loves you, and he has some things for you. And I need to remember that. I think we all need to remember that because it's going to change some things. It's going to change my perspective. It's going to change my approach to everything. If I'm encouraged, I can be encouraging. Amen? So how does someone who believes and is anchored in the encouraging promises of the Lord sound to others? They probably sound encouraging. Um, remember, we're supposed to be looking forward to something. Um, I think somebody who actually believes that there's something to look forward to, I think they're going to come off as somebody who's, uh, I don't know, encouraging. You know, like I just said, I'm going through a hard time, but I'm looking to the future. It's going to be all right. I know it. God loves me. He loves you. We're going to be all right. The fruits of the Spirit 
should be a, pro- a byproduct of the promises you've been believing and encouragement you've been receiving through your relationship with God. The fruits of the Spirit, that's not a thing that we try to do. It's a byproduct of what we have, right? There's a little, that might have been a lot at once. But the fruits of the Spirit, it's a byproduct of our relationship with God. It's a byproduct of what we've been doing and investing in our relationship with God. That's something that, because I believe it, and I've been allowing the Lord, and I've been investing, and He's been encouraging me, and I've been praying, and praying in the Holy Ghost, and I got peace and joy, and, and I've been walking with Him, and I've been trying to live, and I've been going after the Spirit of God, and I'm being led of the Spirit. The result of that will be the fruit of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, we read in Galatians 5, through 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. The fruits that we are to produce that we just read, they look a lot like what God has shown toward us, right? He's encouraged us with that love and that joy and that peace and that long-suffering. He has... He has been patient with us. He has cared about us. He has loved us. He has, it's amazing that the, the fruits of the Spirit look a lot like what the promises that God has for us. That he, he loves us so much that He has poured into us and He has given us that life. And we need to realize that and we need to remember that. It changes things. We should be familiar with this because God has been gracious to us. So we should be gracious to others. I think that's kind of a result of it. When we allow God to encourage us and we spend time with him and we believe that, then we are able to share that because it's just bubbling up out of us. It's a natural byproduct. It is the fruit of the Spirit, right? The fruits are to edify others. We can't give people what we don't have. It's so important that we continually be encouraged by the Spirit and the truth of God. Knowing what God actually thinks about you is going to help you in your relationship with Him. It's going to help you love Him. If we, it, it would change things if, if we actually understood what God thinks about us and how much He's providing for us and how much He loves us. That, that'll change everything. Because I think oftentimes we don't really know. The Bible says my people perish for a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge. I think that... Uh, if we actually knew what he thinks about us and how much he loves us. And he's not, he doesn't want you to fail. He doesn't want you to, you know, fall. He, he, he loved us so much that he died. For God so loved the world that he gave, okay? He died for us. He loves us. And if we understood how much he loves us and we allowed him to encourage us, that would change things. His love and joy and peace and hope is going to flow through you to others. Amen? Allowing him to love you and an understanding that he loves you. He's going to flow through you to others. That way we can fulfill that great commandment. Amen. Let's, uh, would you stand with me and we're going to pray. In Jesus' name. Well, you know what? In fact, it's uh, 1045. We're going to go ahead and um, what we've been doing before each service, we've been uh, spending time as a church. We've been coming to the front and uh, praying together for the service. And so I want to go ahead and invite you guys down to the front and uh, for the next several minutes before service starts. And that's what we've, uh, pastor's been wanting us to do. And it's been changing things. And I want to invite you down. We can, when you come and pray, we can pray about what we just heard and, and we can pray for the service. And uh, I didn't want to just pray and then pray again. So 
we can go ahead and uh, I'm going to pray with you in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your encouragement. I pray that in Jesus' name, Lord, as we approach you, Father, that we're able to lay aside the things that we might think of ourselves, the fears that we might be stuck in, the lies that we might be believing, Lord, and, and that we would lay that aside and allow you to sweep over us because you love your people. You love your children. You have plans for your people. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. As we go ahead and lay aside all of the weights, Father, and we reach to you, I pray that you would speak through your people, Lord that you would touch every heart and every mind as we extend our hands and our voices to you, Jesus. I pray that you would move through us, Father. I thank you for your word here today and for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, we pray, Father. I thank you for what you're doing, Jesus. I want to encourage you guys to keep praying. I want you to just keep bringing these things to the Lord and let him speak through you. Let him remind you of some things. He'll give you some words. He'll give you something to pray about specifically, even for this service. Maybe somebody will come to your mind. That's all right. Just allow the Lord to speak through you and to lead you in Jesus' name.